Hey, it's Alan Carter. Here's what's on the podcast for today. The NBA says the playoffs will continue, but the Raps won't play. Hal Johnson of Body Break joins me to talk about his experience with racism and what he thinks. Back to 1968. Think about that. Expelled from the games. Think about Muhammad Ali and his protests and the reaction to that. Fast forward to today, and we have mostly widespread acceptance that what the NBA players and what other sports uh, players are saying and are doing using their platform to raise these issues is important. Hal Johnson is a household name in Canada, and along with Joanne McLeod, he has brought fitness tips and positivity into the homes of this nation with the program Body Break. And in June of this year, Hal shared that it was racism that actually led to the creation of that program, including an incident where Mr. Johnson was hired by sports broadcaster TSN and then unhired. Here's a portion of what Hal Johnson had to say earlier this year. Hi, I'm Hal Johnson from Body Break, and you normally see me giving fitness and health tips and being very positive, and I'm going to be positive now, but you think that Body Break was started because of fitness. Well, it wasn't. It was started to combat racism. That was the number one reason that we started Body Break, Joanne and I. It happened back in now April of 1988, and I was wanted to be a sports reporter, and I went to TSN, and they were very open to see me. I went in and submitted my tape. They loved it, and I got uh, hired by Jack Hutchison at 11 o'clock in the morning, and he was very enthusiastic about me joining TSN. At 2 o'clock that afternoon, I got a phone call, and he said, uh, sorry, but the higher-up said, because I'm black and, and uh, they already had Mark Jones, who's now with uh, ESPN and has been there for many years, because they already have a black reporter, they don't want to have two black reporters. That is Hal Johnson in a statement he released earlier this year, and I am pleased to welcome to the program Hal Johnson. Welcome. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I just before we talk about what has been happening the last couple of years uh, or, or last day or so, pardon me. Um, when when you talk about your experience when you know you started off uh, body break and and then your your totality of experience up until now, is is it incremental change that you have seen? No change at all. What has been your experience been? Well, there's been there's been a lot of change, a lot of a lot more call it acceptance. Um, of people and and and, and I, I happened to uh, have the opportunity to I went to University of Colorado I lived in the states for about ten years and I've lived in Canada for most of my life uh, uh, over fifty years in, in Canada I'm Canadian and I do see the the difference there is a significant difference between when I lived in the states and when I live in Canada um, we're uh, it's it's so much more prevalent, so much more oppressive. It is ingrained in the U.S. psyche. Uh, The U.S. was built on slavery. So they're trying to extricate a wound that is so deep, and that's what they're trying to do now. And it's not going to happen in a week or a month or a year. It's going to take a a lot longer, and that's why change is 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 slow and progressive. And so well, our idea with Body Break was to, you know, if we can show that all of us can live, work, and play together, regardless of our ability, our gender, our race, uh, our disability, um, if we can, all we have to do is show it. We, don't have, we never talked about it. 
We never talked about it at all. In fact, we did many episodes with persons with disabilities that we never even touched on their disability. You just saw it. And so that person at home uh, who, who, is, who has a disability, whether it be hearing impaired or in a wheelchair or whatever it might have been, they, they see themselves. And, and so that's what we tried to do, and, and obviously through race as well. That was the, that was the big thing as we, we put in many different races. And I think that's what we look at uh, up here. It was a lot easier in Canada to, to get that through. Um, as uh, the Toronto Star said, it was kind of like a Trojan horse. And so the Canadians were a little bit they're more accepting, and then all of a sudden body break became normalized, and, and everybody has been so positive over the last 32 years towards us. And it's just normal. It's just, it's just, we're just Hal and Joe. We're not, oh, there's that black guy and that white girl. We're just Hal and Joe. And I think when you look at the racism that's going on and, and, and the, that's happening, the shooting, the, all the things that have been perpetuated by um, by by Trump, he is a symptom of the systemic problem that's underneath that. I, I relate it a lot to if you have a wound, if you have a, a boil, and that boil's got a lot of pus in it, but you have a Band-Aid over it, and you rip that bandage off, that pus has been oozing out for years, and now, now that bandage has been ripped off, and now you see the ugliness of the pus. And it's just... And it's coming out and coming out and coming out. And, and the, the white supremacists in the, in the U.S. and all over the world have been emboldened. And so it, they have to, go, uh, have to climb under their rock again, and we've got to get rid of them as, as quickly as possible. Um, and, and I think and that then leads to um, you know, uh, reforming the police and, and finding all the bad apples that are in there. I'm wondering what your reaction is to what the NBA players have done and what they're continuing to do. I think it's fantastic what they did. They did it, uh, it was a gut. It wasn't thought through in terms of things. It wasn't like, um, let's have, let's, in a sense, they, they had this plan. They didn't have a plan. They said, you know what, this doesn't feel right. Let's follow our gut. And so that's all they did that night, and now they're putting, a, um, putting their plan together. And I, I suspect what their plan is entails that they're going to continue to play. Um, as you said, the playoffs are going to continue. And the reason they're, they're going to continue is primarily their voice is louder in the bubble than it will be outside the bubble. And I think that that's what they've, they've, they've come to that conclusion. But they had to rattle the cage. They had to get everybody's attention. And it's and it's it's fantastic that it has gotten everybody's attention. How do you and, uh, see this as a watershed moment in terms of you know sports figures and activism? Um. Uh, no, I I feel I am I am hopeful, but I am not optimistic. I think that this will pass, just like whatever might be trending on Twitter today will. Will fade, and I think that's unfortunate. Um, there's going to have there's going to be peop- more people murdered at the hands of police, and I, I don't say killed; it's murdered. Uh, and it's and not until the, the the dismantling of the police unions and the power that they have b- b- all over the North America um, is it are are things in that end of things are going to be are going to change. But I don't think that this is. 
you know, we, we want this watershed moment. Well, that's not going to happen. It's it's incremental small gains. But but even if it is not it, it not a change on the streets, but it, but a change in the behavior and our expectations of the behavior of our sports icons to step up and say this is not right, and I'm going to do tr- do something about it. What's more important is the white sports players stepping up and doing something about it. Um, and that's that's what's important. I mean, how often is is um, is Brady, uh, Tom Brady, uh, talked? You know, do you talk uh, about you know issues um, other than you know are you going to do like Belichick or not? I mean, literally, it's the white athletes that are not being asked. Black athletes are being asked all the time, and and yet white athletes, they're the ones who have to step forth. It's. I've always felt, and you know, referring back to when we started Body Break, I always felt it was important to be be there for the other guy. Be I'm not disabled. It was important for us to talk about persons with disabilities, because I, I, I let let me speak for them, um, and I think that's you know, true with race. It, you know, when we can, when we can. I, I was fortunate enough. I was brought up in a in a Jewish neighborhood at Bathurst and Finch. When I would when I I left there and I would hear anti-Semitic things when I was out west in Calgary and Edmonton and San Diego and different places I lived. I hear anti-Semitic things. It was more that they were talking about not a, a race of people. They were talking about my friends, and, and they were talking about Joel DeBora and Les Starr and David Goldstein, all these guys I grew up with. And so when you can relate to the other person, when you can, uh, and you know the other people, and you can defend them, and I would speak up immediately. And that's what's important. And I think the white athletes um, uh, have to get up and, and, and they have to be as, as prominent as the black athletes in, in protesting this. We'll have to leave it there. Hal Johnson, host of Body Break. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for your perspective. Thank you. Take care. Welcome back to the program. In breaking news, within the last hour, the Toronto Raptors will not play their scheduled playoff game, Game 1 against the Boston Celtics, where that was supposed to go today. All NBA playoff games for today have been postponed. However, the playoffs will continue. We're expecting to get more details from both players and from the league later on today. We don't know at this point when the playoffs will continue if things just sort of move with a, you know, two-day delay from yesterday and today, and then we just move forward, or there's a complete rescheduling. Those details are still to be worked out. All of this, of course, in reaction to the shooting of Jacob Blake in Wisconsin. It was the Milwaukee Bucks that began yesterday by saying, we are not playing. And then last night, NBA legend and analyst Robert Horry shared this reaction to Blake's shooting on Spectrum Sportsnet. Today, well, yesterday, you know, I was sitting there and I started crying. And my wife walks in, she's like, are you crying because you turned 50 today? And I started laughing, I'm like, no. I said, did you see the video of this guy getting shot? And first, I, I, and I saw it, I'm looking at it, I thought, well, maybe they're going to tase him, right? Because that's what they do with white people, they tase him. And so I didn't have the volume up. And then Christian walks in the room. He says, no, Dad, they shot him. So I play it again. I'm like, wow. They shoot this guy seven times in the back. And then I have this conversation with Christian. And he's like, that's not, that's wrong, that's wrong. I said, yo, it is beyond wrong. It's just flat out evil. And I'm telling him, 
And it's hard to tell your 14-year-old son that I worry about him when he walks out that door. I have a 21-year-old son. I worry about him because black men are are, are endangered species pretty much. People, these cops are just killing because they feel like if they don't have their body cams on, they have a right. And I tell my kids all the time, I said, dude, I don't care what's going on because at the end of the day, I want you coming home to me. If you have to lay down on the ground and they can kick you, beat you, at least you're going to go to the hospital and you're going to come home to me. Don't, whatever they say to you, don't take it upon yourself to let that rage you have against that cop come out because he has the gun. He can end you. And I don't want him to end you because if he ends you, that means I'm going to end him. <laughs> and, and I know that's wrong for me to say, but I'm so, I'm so much a time to kill type of guy like Samuel Jackson, you know, if, and this is going to happen with me. And I said, I don't want that to happen. I already lost one child. I don't need to lose another. And, and I don't think people understand, especially white people, how hard it is for black people to watch that. That is seven-time NBA champion and current analyst Robert Horry talking last night about his reaction of seeing the video of Jacob Blake. To talk more about what's going on in the NBA and the world of sports and what it all means, I'm pleased to welcome to the program Global News Radio host Greg Brady, who is filling in on the morning show this week and all next week. Hey, Greg. Alan, yeah, that's hard. Uh, that's hard to hear as a father. And uh, I'm a white person. You're a white person, but it hits home. And um, and we got to do whatever we can as fathers and mothers to help. That was that was tough audio to get through. That's that's an unbelievable clip. I hadn't heard that before hearing it on your show. And you, of course, know the news by now that the Raptors will not play today, but the playoffs will continue. I, I don't think anybody is surprised that the Raptors won't play today. Uh, I think the whether or not the playoffs would continue sort of was hanging in the balance. Are you surprised by that at all? Um, I was surprised. I woke up for our show this morning uh, with Sapria, and, yeah, finding out the Lakers and Clippers had had a, a team vote, which we didn't hear about that with the other uh, 11 or 12 teams. There's obviously been a couple teams eliminated. We didn't hear about that with the other clubs, and you think, first of all, you think those are the two teams that are probably going to potentially play in the Western Conference Final, and uh, and as uh, NBA fans, we hope one of them's there probably, but it's also, you know, how close did that get? How contentious did that get? And you're hearing reports today late morning, and, and now where we are almost 1 o'clock, that there was a lot of emotion. And, Alan, I, I bet you these guys, um, they're beyond emotional because they think about that. They think they have status. They have privilege because they're NBA players. But they know they have brothers and uncles and nephews and, yeah, nieces, wives, and sisters that don't have uh, that luxury uh, when they're not with them in the car at the same time or walking down the street at the same time. So the raw emotion of that, being being in the bubble, most of these players have been in the same hotel room uh, choosing from the same food menu for five weeks. Um, so I don't doubt emotions felt a little raw last night, but they've sorted it out, and I think most people expect games to resume Friday. Earlier in the program, the great Hal Johnson of Body Break was on with me, and he made a great point that one of the perspectives of the players is likely that they have a bigger stage, a bigger platform if they remain playing in the bubble. If they all go home, then, I mean, if they have anything further to say, they don't have that platform anymore. 
Totally. Hal's a brilliant guy. I'm glad you had him on. Um, Yeah, they're damned if you do, damned if you don't. There's already going to be. We know LeBron James is a a polarizing figure for some in the sports world. Some of it is about um, the political party in the U.S., I believe, that you support uh, because he's been criticized by the president. But but also at the same time, um, superstars are like that. Um, And some will say, well, you're just doing an about face. You did it to get attention. But they did. And Alan, we can't have it both ways. We can't you know, I grew up in a household where my dad adored Muhammad Ali, just adored him when I'm a little, little kid. I knew how much my dad loved him, but we can't dig in on Michael Jordan. You know, uh, when we were in a college age, dig in on Michael Jordan, dig in on Tiger Woods and say, what do you stand for? Do you stand? There, there were opportunities for those guys to stand up about Rodney King or other things, and they did not. And we've got a different era that we live in. We know that. But you can't say, well, those guys didn't, so LeBron James shouldn't. That's we, we got lots of we got enough double standards to deal with. That would be a double standard. A lot of criticism being leveled at the NHL for playing last night. What's your take on that? I'm yeah, I'm really glad you asked. I I don't think this is up to the league because I look at yesterday, Alan, and and some of the narrative that's a little lost, and it's not coming from you, but it's coming from some that. The NBA is so progressive. These were the players. They weren't the owners. I mean, it's a, it's as old as time to dig in on a league sports commissioner um, and Bud Selig, Gary Bettman, John Ziegler, Pete Rozell. It doesn't matter. And and it's easy to – Roger Goodell has been hammered, rightly so at times, last decade. But the NBA didn't dictate this. The NBA – Adam Silver didn't wake up yesterday morning and say, you know what? I, I This is really bothersome, this police brutality. Let's shut the games down today. The damn players did. And for the NHL, I, I understand it. I, I would have liked to see a little more of an acknowledgement, and I think their message has been a little light for some since they started playing again, Alan. But where were the players? 80 players took to the ice last night uh, in two games after this all happened, and they were zero for 80 in a player wanting to say something, wanting to even take a knee, or saying to their dressing room, guys, should we play? I'm not playing tonight. Who's with me? Like, that's lost on some people that the NBA players created this. So it's easy to hammer owners, it's easy to hand, hand or hammer billionaires. But our favorite players, we should ask them where they were last night as NHL players because they were absent. Greg Brady, always great to talk to you. Greg Brady is a host here on Global News Radio. You can hear him in the morning with Supriya. Always great to talk to you, Greg. Thanks. Alan, great pleasure. Love your show. Appreciate it. Well, you know, and Greg makes a great point there at the end, and I I started the program by playing a clip from the coach of the Colorado Avalanche saying that, first of all, A, he didn't know anything about the stoppage or the um, the protest by the Bucks and the Bucks saying that they weren't going to play because that happened late in the afternoon yesterday. So he was in, you know, a, a literal and a figurative bubble. And that, and after the game, the coach was asked about it and said none of his players, zero of his players, approached him and said, maybe we should think about not playing. So it's perhaps not down to the league, but perhaps those players need to ask themselves some questions about stepping up and about the responsibility that comes with the platform that they have. Not an easy question and not an easy answer, and I'm not certain I know what the answer is. Thank you so much for spending your time with me this hour. Join me tonight on Global News Television, will you? I'm on the air at 5.30 with Samulcast here on this radio station at 6. And then I'm back again on the radio 
at noon tomorrow. We'll talk soon. That's the podcast for today. Don't forget to catch The Alan Carter Show weekdays starting at noon.